The 1980s and 1990s saw the growth of mediation services to provide an option for parents who are divorcing or separating to negotiate agreements about their children. You're now going to hear from an experienced mediator. My name's Len Cripps and I'm the supervisor for the mediators for professional practice here at the Family and Divorce Centre. The Family and Divorce Centre is a kind of umbrella organisation and if you were looking for an overall aim for what's provided here, it's about minimising the emotional damage brought about to both parents and children through separation and divorce. So the threads of different services here are all focused on that. The mediation over children, which is to do with where will children live, how will they see the non-resident parent, as well as sorting finance and property issues. Those are things that we do, as well as providing a service for children themselves uh, who need an independent adult to talk about difficulties that have arisen uh, following separation and divorce. Amongst the mediator group, there's a mix of people. Um, There's a group of lawyers, some with a counselling background, and some from both family court welfare and the personal social services generally. In the children's service of the two child counsellors, one is from uh, education and one is from social services, but both have, in addition, a counselling skill as well. I asked when children were likely to be offered the support Len referred to, And what kind of work would be undertaken with them? When children have started school and are able to communicate verbally, then they would be considered for the children's service. A lot of the work, I have to say, is done through play and through drawings and art. So that does bridge some of the linguistic problems for the younger age band. One other way, which is often used quite well, is a pair of telephones which are not really linked in the normal sense of the word, but the child standing, say, at one end of the room, talking to a parent, and the counsellor perhaps at the other end of the room answering. So uh, there are all sorts of techniques that have been developed to help children say what they want to say. When children come for their first appointment, they have a meeting accompanied by one or both parents where the ground rules for the process are laid out. And one of those is uh, the issue of confidentiality and that there won't be feedback to the parents about what the child has said. There is a clearly a standard caveat there, which is to do with harm. And both to the adult, in adult language, that will be made clear. But then when the child's alone the language would be slightly different, probably along the lines of what you say here is for this room and this room alone. But if you say something to me that makes me feel concerned about anybody, I may have to speak to someone else about that. Sometimes parents really genuinely don't know what their children think because the children want to please them both and don't want to take sides. And so, for instance, might be, it's very common nowadays for people to say we would like joint residence orders. In other words, we'd like children to share their time with us on an almost an equal basis. 
if that arose and the parents genuinely didn't know or wanted to be sure that their children wanted to go with that, because it effectively means from the child's point of view having two bedrooms, two homes, all those things, they may ask the mediator to consult with the child. And we would only do that in very controlled circumstances where both the question to be asked and the parents' worst fears about the answers had been carefully explored beforehand. We'd never do it on the basis of a fishing expedition with children. And so that's one way in which we would involve children in mediation. They might, if they chose, and if the circumstances were right, join their parents for the outcome of that. They might also join parents in mediation where parents had reached some decisions and wanted to use the mediation room to share that information with the children because that's the safest place they feel they can do it. Those are a couple of examples. We wouldn't normally, though, have the children in the room during process. From the Open University. For more information, go to www.open.ac.uk forward slash use.